This is Shop Talk Radio, Episode 5, with Coco and Breezy. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneurial lifestyle to bridge the gap between art, commerce, and inspiration. to have my two favorite twins Coco and Breezy on the show today. These girls definitely live inspiration every day of their lives. I recently directed a mini documentary with them which you'll be seeing soon so stay tuned. These girls have an amazing story and what I love about them is that even though they may look intimidating with their mad fashion style they're completely sweet girls with huge hearts. We met on set a couple years back when they delivered their glasses, and normally they'd have an intern deliver them, so it was very serendipitous how that happened. We all then chopped it up for hours and actually connected the instant we met. What I love about these girls is that they've been ambitious go-getters and hard workers from age 12, holding multiple jobs and getting their own hustle on all at the same time. They carry some strong mindsets that we'll get to hear about in this podcast that are huge in how they've created their success. These mindsets are not very common, especially at the young age of 23 that they are today, which is quite admirable. A couple of big ones being turning negative things into positives and the power of sacrifice and going through the trenches to create your own story things that most people would call struggles. We get to hear about their journey of moving from a small suburban town in Minneapolis to the giant city of New York, making their glasses on their bed that Nicki Minaj wore, and now running their own production through big factories. Being a creative entrepreneur, I know myself, I go through a lot of mental ups and downs and can end up hanging out in a very negative space. Coco and Breezy have inspired me in so many ways and remind me constantly to shift those thoughts into positive ones when things aren't going so great. I've seen these girls turn into powerful women, and I'm excited to see their journey continue. So with that, let's dive in. All right, tonight we got Coco and Breezy in my house, and uh, we just cooked an amazing dinner, and I'm excited to have these guys on. Welcome. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, so we have, um, you guys have an amazing story. I've known you for a couple of years now, and give us a little background. I mean, this this is, you know, a lot of people haven't heard your story before, so where are you from? What do you guys do? We're originally from Minnesota, the suburbs of Minneapolis, and we own an eyewear company. An eyewear company. Yes. So you guys have designed um, a lot of a lot of cool people have worn your glasses. Can you tell me uh, some some people that may have worn your glasses? Um, Rihanna, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Sierra, um, Lady yeah. Gaga. Oh yeah, a lot, so, all your favorite pop stars, all our favorite pop stars. Yeah, exactly. So no big deal, no big deal. <laughs> More to come. 
Yeah, awesome. So tell me the uh, how you guys came to came about to New York. Like what like what was life like back in Minnesota? Well, Minnesota was very we were very different because we grew up in the suburbs. So there there were a lot of people who weren't really into fashion or into like being artistic and being different. So Coco and I, we found our love for New York at a young age just from like watching movies and seeing people like do that all-American dream, quitting their car or quitting their job, selling their car and moving to New York. And we always knew we wanted to have that story. And so I remember like even in third grade, we knew that we wanted to be entrepreneurs and we knew that we wanted to own a business. And so in those beginning stages of our childhood, we kind of prepared ourselves mentally and we also prepared ourselves even like with high school, knowing that we wanted to graduate early so that we can just leave and like go to New York for our dreams. And 15, we got our first job. 16, we worked two jobs. And 17 and 18, we worked three jobs each. Wow. And so we started our hustle mentality at a young age. So our work ethic was crazy since we've been 15 years old. I don't know how we did it because I feel like I'm old and I get tired now. <laughs> Whatever, you're 23. But um, so when we were 18, we came up with the idea for to actually start our own sunglass company. We found our love for sunglasses in high school because we would wear our sunglasses. A lot of people would make fun of our style or would stare at us and bully us. And we felt that wearing our sunglasses gave us this like level of confidence that we never had. And we had this insecurity so the, wearing our sunglasses, we felt more secure. We felt like we can actually be ourselves without being torn apart inside. And when we were 18, we were like, hey, let's, let's like make a two-week trip. Because since we were 17, we've been traveling to New York by ourselves. And we begged our parents. We're like, can we please, please go, go to New York? York. They're like, they're oh like you guys aren't of age. We're like, please. please. This is our dream. But for they, our, they let us come visit. But when we were 18 for our 19th birthday, I said, Coco, instead of going there for three days, let's go there for two weeks. We're 14 days <laughs> because I think we can make it out there. And Coco was scared. And at the time, we were working at um, two jobs at the Mall of America each at retail spots. And... Um, they're like, I was like, hey, we gotta take two weeks off of work, and there he said, well, you might, you might, you guys might get fired, might not come back to any hours because we have to hire other people. Because of course we're the the best, we're the Sorry. best sellers there because we we always try to do the best at any job that we've had. <laughs> and so, um, Coco was afraid. Yeah, I was and so I'm, afraid. And I'm more the risk taker. So behind her back, I booked our flights and I said we're going to New York for two weeks and we're just gonna see what happens and from we, there we got great feedback that's and weird. people were like well you guys need to move here so we we're like okay we're gonna go home and quit our, pack our stuff pack our stuff and we'll be back in like a month and we did it that's <laughs> we amazing. quit our jobs and we sold our car we came to New York and started our company it's just like that just, just like, like that. that. I'm sure there's a little bit more that yeah. was kind of packed into there. Like, yeah, Like Coco, like what, you know, when Breezy yeah. bought those tickets, what were you feeling? Well, I'm like the nervous twin. So when she bought the tickets, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, we have to pay our card note, we have to pay our cell phone bill. You know, we still lived at home, so we didn't have to pay like rent or anything. But our little checks that we got paid just enough for our little card note and cell phone. So I was like, we're going to come home and not be able to like, what if our car gets taken away or... You know, what if we can't, like, pay for our, our things that we have to do because we're going to come home to no job? And Breezy's like, Coco, just do it. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I, Breezy, I have to. If one of us does it, the other one has to. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy <laughs> feeling. I'll never a, forget. But you know what? It was just, it was just like passionate, like this level of faith, this level of um, mindset that I think I would never be able to have. It was this feeling that I've never had. I would before. never, I never had before, and I think I would never get that feeling again. And it was like this crazy feeling that we didn't care. It was like really careless, not careless, but really like careless of like what people thought, not being afraid of failure. And also um, just being, like, so excited to take a risk yeah. and feeling so uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that it was going to make us not want to do it, but it was so uncomfortable that we wanted to, like... It was, like, motivation. Motivation. Like, yeah, to be motivated. Yeah. And I never felt like that before. And I think that that crazy, like, feeling is what made us move to New York with no money and not a set place to stay and set our and start yeah. our company. We've been doing it full time. For day four one. and a half years now. That's crazy. So rewind back a little bit more. Where did that that non fear of failure and, and that risk taking adventure? Where did where did that come from? I think really it came from us being young and like working for someone else for so long, and then from there we seen like our father. He always had like a he always had little projects and like little side things. Like growing up, he he always like had a regular job, but then he had like his painting business where he would go paint people's houses. And we'll go with him and, like, help him, like, unscrew or, like, paint around, like, do one little line of paint and get, like, a couple dollars as, like, a tip or something. So we'll see our dad do certain things like that. And then also, too, I think it was more so, like, we were so into, like, the Internet as well. Yeah. So we've seen that, like, we've seen that there was more than just, like, living in Minnesota. Like, there was more, like, with exploring life and exploring, like, more cultures and everything like that. So I think that, like, Bree and I, we were always, like, these artists that, We'll, like, take time to, like, study, take time, read. And we're, like, okay, life can be a lot bigger. So we're willing just, like, to take that risk. Yeah. And we were always, like, growing up, we were always into things. Like, we used to dance. And, like, we used to dance with different music artists and do choreography. And so we were always into something. Our parents always supported it. And honestly, too, it's really our parents... It's their fault why we're so amazing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, it's true. But, um, not Love to it. my own form, but honestly, like, I really thank them every day just because if they supported they us, they really supported us. Like, we were so young and we wanted to move to New York by ourselves. And instead of them being afraid, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but we didn't go to college, but everyone was planning on, like, what school they're going to, we were planning on starting our company. And so I never tell, I never encourage people to not go to school, but I always encourage people that if you have an idea and you want to do it, just go, you have that motivation at that time, go for it. Yeah. But not everybody can do what we did because it really takes a certain mindset to do it. And um, our parents really supported us being different and they really 100%, they never said no to any idea that we had. Yeah. We were like so young, we would have these most like the biggest dreams and like the craziest ideas mm-hmm. and they never crushed us and said, oh, you never can do it. Like, it sounds outrageous. It. They're like, go for it. You guys can totally do it. And now we're finally living those dreams. That's amazing. So what mindset would you say that is? I would say the mindset really is um, keeping in mind the quote that like every day, it's like every day is a new day. Mm. So I feel like sometimes if people like go through challenges or failure, what people say, they let that like dwell on them on and on and then they they let stress dwell on them on and on more and more but for us we think that okay it's a new day so for whatever challenge we were going through yesterday or if something negative happened one day I'm not going to bring it to the next day I'm just going to live life and see how I can fix it 
Because if I stress on it all day, it's all that energy I'm putting anything. on stress is not going to change it. So really, I can put all that energy into making it better. And also, too, I think it has a lot to do with like being positive and having a different aspect in life. Because Coco and I, we're really big of we're really big on like whatever happens, it happens for a reason, yeah. and we you create your own story, and mm-hmm. so you choose your own decisions. So a lot of people, if you're afraid to take the risk, if you feel nervous, that's a good thing. That means that you have a good idea. But a lot of those people are afraid to like jump over that 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 bridge of being nervous and they want to be comfortable. Their whole they want to like ride this comfortable path, and then they envy the people that are actually living their dreams. And really, you just have to be uncomfortable and just do it. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. And so we just and also went too, for you it. have to be proud of your challenges. You can't be embarrassed about them. Yeah. So I feel like um, one thing, we get to experience being around so many amazing people, like Nick. Uh-huh. And and really, it's like you see someone that's so successful, and us, like we're like still up and coming. But it's like it's motivation that like we were even friends with people that are doing what we're going to do eventually, like, once we grow up, to be like Nick Onkin. Oh, come on. You guys are killing it. You guys are killing it right now. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, if, take it back to, like, where, like, when you're growing up, like, what propelled, what, what did you experience when you are growing up that propelled a lot of these, these mindsets and that your parents encouraged you? I mean, you had to be going through experiencing something. Um, I would say we, like, seen a lot growing up, and we went through a lot, especially with bullying. Mm-hmm. And Coco, you don't like to admit that we got bullied, but we, we got bullied. we totally got bullied, like totally. Like we got, I'm, honestly, I'm, we're, we always say we're really happy we had each other because I don't know we would have tried to hurt ourselves if we didn't have each other. So I'm yeah. so thankful I have a twin. And also, too, it had a lot to do with not us being bullied, but then it was, us having low self esteem as well. But bullying is what gave us low self esteem yeah. and like insecurity. And so, um, but honestly, I, I, I'm thankful for being bullied and being insecure growing up because that's what inspired us to to wear sunglasses and that's what inspired us to like love sunglasses i think a lot i always tell people that get bullied that you can turn you can turn something like that into like a business into a a positive thing so instead of like trying to hurt yourself or instead of like letting that like put you down or letting that be insecurity make make it into something that you love and that's what we did i think a lot of people can relate to us because for us Sunglasses gave us this level of confidence that we never had ever in life. And we just turned our hobby into our job. That's awesome. So where did you get this, you know, I guess it's from your parents, right? The turning a negative into a positive is such something that we don't think about every day. Yet that's what inspires us to keep going. So where did that come from? I would say really it came from just living life every day. Because that's not something we were, we weren't, I mean, I would say we were always like this. But I think that reason I have always been interested in like being open minded with like meeting all different types of people and even like us traveling. So it kind of made us appreciate our life because we it's like you put yourself in other people's shoes where like you think they love their life. And it's like for us, I feel like we're blessed for what we have. We're blessed for everything that we've gotten to like see. So it's like what what makes us feel unhappy? Like my father, he like lost both of his legs. But like he lives life to like the fullest. He's he's never not once said he so was unhappy. So what do I look? What do we look like? Complaining about <laughs> yeah. something. Like he's never had any trouble getting around. He's never been unhappy. Nothing stops the show. He is the man. He has a young girlfriend and he's loving life. <laughs> he's he's never he's killing it. He's never said that he like is unhappy because he lost his leg. When people oh I feel bad for you. He's like why do you feel bad for me? 
I'm alive and I'm I'm still living regular. Mm-hmm. But who says that you have to have legs? Right. And I think that this world and like people they set rules and they think that you have to be the certain way to be normal. But, who but we don't says, go by the rules. Like there's no rules. We create our own rule and we create our own story. So who says that you need legs? Who says that you need anything? If you're happy, that's all that matters. It's all about your inner happiness at the end of the day. Yeah. And what makes you guys inner? What's what brings your inner happiness? Each other, each other, us, each other, and also <laughs> too just doing what we love. Yeah, it's crazy because like you know we love running like we love like the startup of our business. We love designing sunglasses, and I love it so much that like every day that I work, I always like sit down I'm like did I did I actually work today? Because I love it so much <laughs> it doesn't feel like I'm working. But I think one thing too that Coco and I have always said that. Um, uh, something that separates us from other people, we don't, uh, we don't put anyone on a pedestal, and we don't put in. There's no levels to people. It's all about your inner happiness. So I always tell people that it could be that girl that works at McDonald's and say she got promoted to a manager. If she's happy, don't look down on her because she works at McDonald's. She yeah. might be doing. She's she might she, have she's a goal. She eventually owned McDonald's, so she has to work her way up. And so yeah. we never look down on anybody because you just never know anyone's story. And I just think that a lot of people, they have this, like, certain, like, well, if you work here, you're... Someone could be working at McDonald's, someone could be working on Wall Street, super unhappy. The person working at McDonald's is better because they're happy, and they're passionate, and they're excited about what they're doing. And so it's all about just, like, if you're happy, if you're passionate, if you're just, like, living a loving life and doing what you want to do, no matter what it is. Totally. And I mean, that's something, just even what you guys are talking about, you know, with um, turning a negative into a positive, like you guys have, this is a rare perspective, I hope you guys know. Like not a lot of people have this like perspective on life and and I admire that about you guys, especially, you. you know, being the age that you are, you know, the older, the older we get, the easier it is to get jaded and mm-hmm. to like take things for granted. Yeah. And, you know, appreciate that every day. So... You know, t- carrying that on into into like coming to New York for the first time, like when like what was it like getting off the plane, oh coming from the small town in Minnesota? Was, like, what did you experience? We were first waiting for our flight, eating a pop tart, a brown sugar pop tart. I would never forget. And then we got on the plane, and we were almost to New York, and there's this guy who had this like thick New York accent. And he yeah. was like, oh, yo, what do you guys... No, a girl that was actually sitting by Coco asked, what, what are we here for? We're like, we're, we're here to New, New York, York for our dreams. dreams. We're like 19. <laughs> oh, really? How old are you guys? We're 19. We're going to start a business. Where are you dreams. guys living? We don't, we don't know. know yet. <laughs> we have a friend that said we can stay with him, but we know we're starting our business. And we're going to go out there for our dreams. And this guy <laughs> with this like super thick New York accent was like... Showing us like the whole New York. Oh, right there is the Bronx. And oh, right there, there is Brooklyn. Ma- then there's Manhattan. Right there, like looking down from the plane. I'll never forget that day. Me either. And we got off the plane, and that's when like life started. Like we had this like rush of excitement, and it was like we had no fear, like at all. Like, you couldn't tell us nothing. Like Mm-mm. people told us, you guys are crazy. Like it's impossible. What do you guys think you're doing? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that thought that our ideas or like what we wanted to do was unreal maybe to them it's, it's unreal because it is unreal but you have to turn you, you have to if turn, you believe in something you, you make something that's unreal real? into like a reality yeah yeah and that's what we did because you have to think about it, the studded glasses they were like so they were so different they weren't like everyday type of glasses but we made them 
everyday, everyday type, type of glasses. glasses. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about that one person that starts a movement. And then more people add on to it. And that's the whole point of being like an entrepreneur or being someone that can inspire someone is that you, if you have an idea, no matter if it's been done or not, just go for it. I think a lot of people are afraid when it's not inside of the book. But you have to, there's a small percentage of people in this world who create the new ideas and then other people will follow it. Totally. You guys are creating, you guys have your own brand going on. And that's what, that's what, you know, a big part of why you guys are blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, going going back, I guess a lot of people don't know. So the studded sunglasses, tell us a little bit the background of those, how you guys started those, and kind of where they, ev- they evolved to when you moved to New York. What happened? Well, when we first started our studded sunglasses... Mom's living room floor. Yeah, and our mom's living room fo- floor. We had studs all over the floor. But um, it started off with us just like... We got our first sewing machine when we were very young, so we were always sew. But um, someone called us and was like, do you guys want to be part of a fashion show? Because people always, because we were stylish, people always thought we were designers. But we weren't like designers, we were just like artists learning how to sew. But we never thought about putting a line together. And they were like, oh, do you guys want to be part of this fashion show? And we were like, sure. <laughs> I was like, Breezy, let's do it. And um, Breezy's like, no, Coco, we have to work every day for 12 hours. How are we going to have time for this? I'm like, Breezy, can we please try? Like, we've been sewing. Let's put a line together. Mm-hmm. So Breezy's like, no, we can't do it. I'm like, every day we get home from work, we come home and sew. We were so we're focused. So focused. <laughs> yeah, so we came home and sewed every day. Made a whole, like, little collection of clothes. <laughs> and then Breezy's like, Coco, we need some accessories. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we had some, like, safety goggles and, like, some studs and, like, little jewels and Breezy, like, hot glued them. We didn't use hot glue, like, on the final ones, but in the beginning stages, we, like, used hot glue. And you couldn't tell and us you shit. couldn't tell us anything. We thought we were, like, We were, like, stuff. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, from there, we put them on the internet, and people were, like, having some great feedback, asking how they can buy them. And we are like, hmm. Hmm. Let's start a company. Yeah, because the thing is, the way we started, like, the Coco and Breezy brand was from, like, MySpace. And it was really like we had no product. We were just cool girls from Minnesota that like had just cool, cool pictures. That worked the mall, and we had like over fifty thousand friends on MySpace. Wow! For no reason, just because we had no product though. <laughs> All we had was just us, and we had people like take pictures, like fan, fan pictures, and people would come that. to our job at the mall, like fan out. And my <laughs> and my manager would be like, "Um, why, why do you guys always have friends?" friends? We're like. We don't. It's people that see us on the internet. <laughs> so that's why, that's why we were like, okay, we can't be internet people. We have to like turn people that follow our story into like a customers. brand and then turn them to customers and have a tangible product. Yeah. So that's what really got us to like start the business part of it. But yeah. the studded sunglasses, we moved to New York with the studded sunglasses and that's what we would hand make everything. Wow. Oh my gosh. We, we would be up for hours all oh day. Gosh. Like... Every on social day. media and hand studying sunglasses all every day, day. <laughs> and um, that's what helped us with our with our sales. Yeah, and it got to a point where we were just like, okay, what what are we gonna do next? Like, we need real sunglasses because these can only last for a certain amount of time. Because they were a fad. They yeah. were yeah, we admit they were a fad, but that's what branded Coco and Breezy. And that's, and that's what got like, today. I can say they're embarrassing. But really, they're, I shouldn't. They're not embarrassing. They're not embarrassing yeah. But because we evolved so much, but I shouldn't say that because that's what got us to like where we are today. 
Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes back to when you were, you know, when you first came to New York, you, you came for like a couple of weeks and then you went back home. Yeah, we came for a couple of weeks. And then um, it was funny because we, the two weeks that we were here, like the last four days, we were like, let's go job hunting because we know that if we get a job, like mom and dad would like be more like comfortable and feel that security of like having a nine to five. And so we went job hunting and we did so, so many, many interviews, interviews, like anything. We didn't care. We were going to work anywhere. Yeah, I went to so many. Like, I went to like a place that you like sell door to door silverware. And like, <laughs> and then I didn't care. Like, I wanted to be in New York. I was a sock place. Yeah. We were, we were anywhere. And then we went back home and Topshop hit us up like, oh, um, can you guys come in for a group interview? And in our head, we're like, of course. So we're thinking, like, oh, we'll totally get the job. We have so much retail experience. Yeah, we've been working in retail for, like, three years. This is nothing. <laughs> so then I tell mom and dad, like, oh, I told them we had a job set up to make them feel comfortable. Hey, mom and dad, we have a job already set up. And we have a place to stay so they can feel that security. Yeah. A little white lie. And then when we came out here, we didn't get the job. But we started our company, and we were able to, like, support ourselves. Since day one. I don't know how we did it. So I thank Top Shop for calling us for that interview because we wouldn't have came as early if they, if they didn't call us for that interview. Yeah. So we thought we had the job like tied up in our hand, wrapped around, all of that. And we and did not get this job. But it's really crazy because I think the way that like life works that way. Because yeah. now our PR director that is working for our company, she used to do PR for Top Shop in house. How ironic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when you guys first moved to New York, you know, what was your what was your experience just getting here and oh my gosh, getting settled in and I mean, you know, I th- I think you at one point said you had journaled and and some things. Yeah. Like so when we first moved here, and like I said, the mindset we we stayed in this really small our first room that we actually could afford to rent was like extremely small it was like a box mm-hmm. and we were paying like seven hundred dollars which was a lot for, for us a at the box time room with no windows like we were just working at the mall seven hundred dollars a month was like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> and um it was like a little box with no windows and an air mattress and we were make like the glasses that like Nicki Minaj wore Lady Gaga we made those glasses so on yeah, that air, air mattress, mattress pretty insane yeah. yeah and so um it's crazy because we like journaled like oh my gosh i wish that rihanna can wear my sunglasses i think our glasses are gonna be like the next big thing and now a lot of those things are have actually happened so and, i think it's very important to write stuff down yeah i feel like you, your mind can get scattered if you keep it in your brain and not write it down Totally. So, I mean, and that goes into a whole nother thing of, like, the power of declaration and the power of, like, setting goals. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think about that? So oh important. We're so into setting we, goals. We started setting goals at a very young age. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Very, very young. Like, we had, um, we started saving money and yes. setting goals. Like, when we were, like, eight, nine years old, we were those kids. We collect our birthday money for years. For, like, three years and invest it into something, like, Awesome. Yeah. Like some cool. We're always art, into, always into saving. So like we always had that entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. Since I can remember. We like whether it was always like, saved. And we always. always had like a paper that had all of our goals on there. We always write down our goals. And so that. we started this like, we, we like we were made to be entrepreneurs. So we started like saving money young. We started writing goals young and we started working very young. And so by the time we were 18, we were ready to start a business. And we always knew it. And I think that, like, for parents that, like, listen to, to this, 
they should if they see that their kids are like different because my mom and dad said that when we were younger we used to tell our mom and dad like mom and dad we're different like we're gonna we're special we're special yeah. like we started saying that at a young age like mom and dad we're special like something's different about us and I think that parents should encourage that if they're because there's a very small percentage of those kids are like those people that are blessed to have that talent so you should encourage your kids to be artistic or encourage them to to be entrepreneurs because nowadays with social media they can start a company at like 10 years old if they want to totally yeah so it's all about the encouragement wow so where would you you know if you were saying is that like when you go to speak with and speak to kids because you Mm -hmm. love you guys love doing that yep what advice do you usually give those kids i always tell kids that to just go for it because a lot of those kids don't have support from their family and I always tell them that if you have the idea and you have that motivation just do it it. don't give up and also too don't let someone tell you no I mean that's a very cliche thing to say but But it's so true true. and I think people can hear that a million times until they actually really go by it yeah we we always tell them that um, no matter what, because I think a lot of kids that get really caught up in like the hype and like the partying and the cliques in school, but all that stuff is like isn't gonna like help you in the future. So we always tell them that just to, if you have an idea, just like go for it. Don't worry about what anyone says, whether it's your family or your friends. If they don't support you, you're your number one supporter. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that if they don't support you, Coco and Breezy support you. Mm-hmm. We're all about it. And so I just want to encourage kids to just, like, if if, if you're different, like, don't be afraid to step outside of the box. And it's really easy to want to be like everybody else. It's, like, it's hard to want to be different. And But if you're different, just encourage the fact that you're different and just run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're different, after the years, it pays off. Yeah. Exactly. We were at the, we sat at the lunch table by ourselves in school. Yeah. We hated it. I hated lunch because it was it was like you had to walk in the lunchroom and like figure, figure out, out who you're gonna sit by. We wouldn't even sit in the lunch table. We would sit outside by the window in the hallway. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the hallway. We were such loners. Um, the library, or the computer tech room. Yep. How'd that make you feel? It was it was tough. It was tough, but we were like so cool with the teachers. Yeah, we were like teachers. The teachers pets. were like, <laughs> yeah. Even the teachers knew that we were different. Different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, and look where you guys are now. Like, it's, I love it. Aww, thank, thank you. So, you know, like, along the way, I'm sure there's been a few sacrifices. Oh, a lot of sacrifices. Like, what have you guys sacrificed to get to where you're at? Well, I would say I've sacrificed my life. <laughs> no, I think one thing we sacrificed, like, our childhood. childhood. Our childhood and teenage life. And, and personal life. And personal life. I think it's all a sacrifice. But then again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's a sacrifice but then but again, it. it's like, it's normal to us too, because all of our friends are into the same thing that we're in. Yeah. And, so, oh. and, to, and like to have what it takes, you have to sacrifice. Because we grew up in the suburbs, and, and we like, the first apartment we lived in in New York was a small box with no windows and an yeah. air mattress. And it's like, I could be comfortable in Minnesota, or I could be uncomfortable in New York, New York and have and, a bigger life. And the second room we lived in, the one that we stayed in for like three years, um, Oh, no, I'm stretching my arm. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not touching you. I'm sorry. I'm stretching my arm. I thought you were giving me the tap. No. But the second room we lived in, 
for three years. Um, we that was, we sacrificed. Yeah, crazy because that was the office and the bedroom. bedroom. Oh man! So our, our bed that we had was like a, a futon, futon because we need as much space as possible, possible. to work in. Like, we didn't care about sleeping comfortable. We wanted we sacrificed our room. sleep. Yeah, we we did. We wanted room for our inventory, room for like. All of our shipping, ship, shipping products, our desk, materials, desk. So we had a futon that was broken that we shared, and we sw- we switched out who would sleep at night, so that <laughs> oh someone God. was always up working. Yeah, like literally the past year is the first time me having a real bed. Yeah, since, since I've lived in New York. York, like we have our own rooms and our own beds wow. and like a real bed. And the thing but is, like, the crazy part about it is that, like... We never, we never complained. Like, and we I, loved it. I don't even... I can, like, sleep on... I, that's why I can fall asleep anywhere, because I never slept comfortable since I've been living in New York until this year. you wanted to work. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, even though other people would call it a sacrifice, and it is a sacrifice, but to us, whatever the situation is, we make, it might seem bad, but we make the best out of it. Yeah. And so, like, even, like... I mean, we sacrifice so much, even, like, a personal life of, like, hanging out. Like, we're always working constantly, and... We don't mind because we love it. And also, like, our childhood life, we... Didn't go to school didn't dances. Go to school, school dances or hang out with people outside because we wanted to, like, go home and do art. And kids bullied us for that. Oh, Coco and Breezy never want to come outside and play. They're too good. They think they're too good. And really, we just wanted to stay home and do art. And so, we love it, though. I mean, it's a... I think when you come to New York or you come to a big city or you just, like, want to go for your dreams... You have to sacrifice mm-hmm. because you, you can't. That's what stops people from like moving on to the next step because they're not willing to sacrifice advice. things that they have, and people get very caught on material. Like they're very materialistic, and also too, we sacrifice. Like we don't go shopping, we don't yeah. like buy anything for ourselves because all of our money goes straight to our business. And I think that a lot of these young kids, they're so and all these fashion like I. Fashion's cool, but like I'm not one of those. Oh, I'm wearing Alexander Wayne Spring 2014. No, I, I'd rather say I'm, I love I'm building Al- a new. I love Alexander I love Wayne, him, but I can't. When, when I can afford I will, him, I will. I will spend more money on a new website, or a new employee, or traveling to go visit my accounts. Like I'd rather spend money on that, and that's a sacrifice. And once we get to well. that point where we personally make money and that had to go straight to the company then I can then, support my favorite designers but I think that it's a um it's a sacrifice because like there's such a huge trend right now to be like trendy and fashionable yeah. and but then people these- can't afford it people can buy it there's a difference between being able to buy something and be able to afford what you're buying uh. anyone can buy a five thousand dollar bag but, but can you afford it and I think that's like what my main thing is. is that like, if you're a young designer and your website looks crappy, why, why are you wearing, wearing a five thousand dollar bag? <laughs> or why you don't have an office yet in the city? Like, but or, you're wearing or you designer, or you're like, or you, you don't have a new website, or you don't have. You and you have I mean? you've been living off having interns, but like you don't have a set one set employee, employee. but you're spending money like, on like designer clothes. and some shoes. Yeah, and material stuff. So I think that's what we, we sacrifice that as well. Like our, it's easy because like we're around nothing but fashion people, so it's easy to like get caught up in like the hype and get caught up to like looking extra fabulous. But the thing is, like, we don't care. Like we know for a fa- I'm not embarrassed. No, I'm not going shopping because I'd rather spend it on my business, and that's a sacrifice. It's a huge. We're girls and we love fashion, <laughs> but I'd rather spend it on business. Yeah, and you're in a fashion world, which is yeah, higher exactly. expectations. Exactly. And I mean, the perks. Of, the perks are we though, get a lot of free stuff. A lot of people support <laughs> us, and a lot of people send us gifts. Yeah, they which is a blessing. Support. I feel like my whole life of living in New York has been a blessing. 
my whole closet has been a blessing of gifts. Yeah, well, yes. and and you guys deserve it. I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about how just the, your positivity and your outlook on life and the way you operate, I feel like attracts this kind of stuff. It attracts bigger and better things into your lives. Definitely. I mean, you feel... I agree. I agree, too. Thank you. <laughs> and I yeah. think, too, also, like, like, when you're positive, I think that you just live... Like, I wake up so excited for life and, like, so pumped for life. And I think that, like, something terrible could happen to me which other people would, like, freak out about or, like, get so miserable. But for me, I get excited. I'm like, cool, I'm going through this challenge. I'm super excited. I'm not going let to let it make me feel miserable. I'm just going to be super excited. I know that in the future it's going to pay off. <laughs> so I never, we never let anything stop our, our game or stop anything that we're doing. We just yeah. always flip it or we get excited. Mm-hmm. We know that something bigger and better is going to come. Yeah. I mean, that said, like, what would you feel like are, like, some of the biggest obstacles that you have overcome over through through your life? Um, I would say, I mean, I would say one of the biggest obstacles really is that we've been in New York on our own financially for, like, four years, and both, we kind of support our parents as well. And, so I mean, we've been financially on our own since we were 15. Yeah. And we've been asked our mom and dad for any money since, since we, we were 15. Job. And we've been, we've been helping them out since then. And so that's like a, a obstacle, and that's that's something that I can say that I I'm really proud of us because mm-hmm. like not asking them for money since we were 15 and like owning our own business full time for four years in New York and supporting ourselves. But that's from us. That's from being us. Able to make being sacrifices. Able. You have to sacrifice. And other I think it's very important that we have each other. We definitely are each other's balance mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. And also, uh, the biggest obstacle is like what's next always. Like, always thinking about, okay, we accomplished this because we're so hard on ourselves. Like, if we get something big that happens, we get excited for, like, two minutes, and then we're like, okay, what's next? And that, like, what's next is always, like, the challenging part. Because how are we, we want to do the next thing bigger and better than the last thing. We never get comfortable. Yeah. That's always, like, a huge challenge. And sometimes we're like, when we have creator's block, we freak out. We're like, oh, my gosh. But then we'll randomly come up with the idea, and we get excited again yeah so it's like how do you grow from from where you're at like yeah that's the biggest challenge i can say our biggest biggest challenge though was from the studded sunglasses to actually producing real sunglasses that was a quality sunglasses that was the biggest challenge i think ever yeah because we built a brand we built a brand and company from those studded sunglasses but we didn't have a product so from 2009 to 2011 i would say we um we were living off the studded sunglasses and then finally we had a point where we weren't making sales any sales zero 2012 and we were just like okay what are we gonna do next and we're like getting down to like the last the last bit and we're like you know what let's just we have to produce some real sunglasses how are we gonna do it we have to figure it out and between us and Dwayne, who's our business manager, we all like came together and we're just like, we have to produce real sunglasses. And we, we sketched up some sunglasses, we got them produced, and um, we like, we educated ourselves on how to do it. And since then, we like rebranded our whole company. And since we put out that collection, it took our brand to, to the, the next, next level. level. And it was one of those things, it was scary actually, because we were like, Okay, we're gonna dis- like people for our, that buy our set sunglasses. Are they gonna be like pissed that we're moving on to more sophisticated but still edgy? Yeah. And then are those 
people that are already in like the production sunglasses, those customers, are they going to like understand, understand our, brand. our brand? And so it was a scary moment. We didn't know what was going to happen. It was like a hit or miss. It ended up being a good, a hit. good hit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. So what was going like when you got, when the sales were ta- tapering off for the study sunglasses, like what was, what were you feeling? Like what were you oh going through? It was one of those moments where like, I like definitely went job hunting. A little bit. I went, like, searching online. I didn't even know she did. She said, you know, I was searching online. I, I made a game plan. I was like, okay, Breezy, if I have to get a job and you, like, work in the office, our home office, you work in our home office and I'll go get a job, I'll work from 9 to 5, I'll come home, and then if we have to switch off every other day where we work and just use one name. I was thinking of so much stuff. And yeah, then too. Breezy was like, then Breezy's like, Coco, why are you going job hunting? Like, we're not going to have to get to that point, but I was really thinking about it. Because, and also, too, like, during that whole point, what happened was, since we've been working since we were 15, we never took the time to figure out who we were. We're always work, 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 work. But never, like, took time to, But never took time to, like, for ourselves and, like, our personal life and, like, really, like, get to know us, like, Coriana and Brianna. And so, during that down period, we actually got to invest in ourselves. Get some reading, reading, finding out some new interests, and like thinking about like new hobbies, and figure out like what's next for our company and for our life and for our life. And as before, women. we were just like work, 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 but we never actually stepped back to create a real plan. We were just we're going by the day. Yeah, and I think it's so important to just like plan things out and like set major goals because our goal since we were younger was to be designers in New York. That was like at the time. That was like such a big goal, but we accomplished that as soon as we moved to New York. And so it was one of those things where what's, you have you have this you have this goal that you've had since you were a kid, and you think it's like the biggest goal in the world. And like if, once you accomplish it, you feel like that's like huge. But once you're actually, you almost feel like it can never happen. When you're in the suburbs of like Minneapolis and Minnesota, you think being a designer in New York is like unreal. So you say it, and then you're like, hmm, is that really gonna happen? But for us, it happened faster than planned. So then so, we had that challenge, like, okay, so what's what, next? What's next? We're, like, like living we accomplished our dream, our dream that we've always had. Now we have to make a new dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't see anything else because we didn't make, like, a second part. Like, we're like, okay, so what do we do next? <laughs> dream bigger. So what was that next dream? The next dream was to just grow our company and, like, rebrand and actually have a real full eyewear collection. And make not only, like, cool fashion glasses, but, like, pay attention to quality also grow and like be more universal and getting to more store accounts and being international and you guys are there yes so what's next next um (laughs) (laughs) next we're gonna grow our iron company even bigger we're gonna add optical sunglasses or optical frames for um frames that people can get prescription in and we're gonna create some more styles that are more basic and we're still going to keep like our classic. more classic, iconic pieces. Not only like the... All our glasses are very design-based. And so we're going to create... Our market is growing bigger and bigger with our customer base. And so we're going to create those styles for like more of the everyday person. But we'll still have our more fashion pieces as well. And on top of having our eyewear company, we're going to venture off and start a few more companies as far as... It's going to be under Coco and Breezy, but not Coco and Breezy eyewear. Yeah. I like Coco and Breezy art. Because we're, we're artists, and we, we're very creative. And so I think that we made we made our hobby into our job. And so now we have to find a new hobby. 
because turn that to another job. Uh. Because our um our worst my worst fear is to um is to start disliking my my passion. And I think that since we already because being a designer was a hobby at first, but now that we're actually doing it every day, it's like it's a job, and I never want to start hating my 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 passion. Yeah. And so I want to start. We want to start like. We've been doing our art more, so mm-hmm. that way we have other things to work on. So I'm not so consumed with work mm-hmm. that I start hating it. And now we're actually like taking advantage of our off times, or down times, or making a time to like be creative, or like go to the museum, or just do other things that we love. Like finding that balance was a big challenge. Yeah, I mean balance is especially when you love what you do. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I go through that. I'll work like. 17 hours 18 hours straight in a day and be like oh where does this happen yeah <laughs> that's us every day <laughs> oh my gosh it's yeah us. so what's it like i mean what's it like being twins like having a twin oh, your whole life and i mean something that most people don't get to experience um you know what's crazy how is it not being a twin because the we thing know, is, we know nothing us, else. When people ask us that question, we were born being twins. So I don't know how it feels to not be a twin. That's funny. Which is crazy. It's yeah. like me saying, how does it feel to not be a twin to someone? <laughs> it's true. You're right. Very, I mean, I could tell is. you how Coco and I's relationship is, though. I can we're say that friend. we're best friends and we're always together. And it's definitely um, a blessing to have someone on your side. Like, there's time. Like, Coco, she's a, she worries a lot. Mm-hmm. And so she'll get worried every morning. I wake up and I'm like, Coco, are you She's excited so for life? I'm like, Coco, are you are you excited and for it's life? Annoying because I sleep that's so rock good. Out. And I, that's how you I. You know, when you first wake morning. up, people sound louder than what they really are. I get so irritated, but then it's so nice because she's like so positive. Like, we're gonna have a good day. This, this, and that. And that's like every ah, morning, I do that. Every morning, knock on her door. I'm like, Coco, are you pumped? Because I'm pumped. <laughs> She texts me too and says this uh-huh. every morning. <laughs> so having that person that can like encourage you every day yeah. is like awesome. Because at the end of the day, we're all human and we all have doubts sometimes. And so we're like, if I feel down, I have this automatic person like right away in two seconds that's gonna like lift me back up. Yeah. And so that's the advantage, I guess, of having a twin. And that's probably why we have the mindsets that we do have because we have each other. And so like the things that she's good at. I'm not so good at and vice versa. And so we balance each other and we just always keep ourselves on this level of happiness. I never let Coco go so down or get stressed out. I never let that happen. And then I have too much pride because she's like, Coco, you're crying, you're sad. Then I have too much pride to even be sad. I know she's going to like say something smart to irritate me. But she's irritating me on purpose so I don't go to that level. Yeah, we just encourage each other every day. It's exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you see, you talk about that's that's an amazing thing to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that us non-twins, mm-hmm. the non-twins, <laughs> we don't have that. You know, so I, I feel like another thing too is like getting so consumed in our own thoughts. I mean, do you, does that ever you get consumed in like negative thoughts and then have a hard time shifting out of that? Um, do we? You know I what? Feel like we know we we. I feel like we don't. Uh-uh. I feel like I don't get consumed into negative thoughts, but I do get consumed into routine. Mm. Where sometimes I have points in my life where I feel like every day is a routine. And I'm like, okay, I need to break away from this routine. Whether it's me like waking up, starting my work day, all day, all night, and then waking up the next morning. And working all day, thing. all night. So that's when I feel like, okay, I'm getting into routine right now. I need to do other things besides 
working 18 hours straight, going to sleep and waking up and doing that again. Yeah. So it's like one of those type of things that like, it's kind of, that kind of like gets to me. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been living a routine. I don't want to do this. So now I have to, you know, step out. Let's go to a coffee shop to do emails and then go back into our office to like do regular work. Yeah. It's like one of those type of things that like kind of routine is what makes you like not happy sometimes. Well, me at least. Yeah, it makes you stagnant. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one thing that kind of like gets to me once in a while. So what did, what did you, what, was your, what sparks your creativity? Like where does your inspiration come from? Oh, man. I think it comes from music. Yeah, music. It comes from music and it also comes from vibes of being around other people that are inspiring. And like life situations. Because Coco and I really take life and we just kind of put it into like our art or we put it into our any of our products that we do. And I think that um, I don't know, we inspire it very easily. Mm-hmm. And also, too, like seeing other people's lives. Just like when we travel, we went to China and we got to like be kind of in a more rural area. And like I think that's what kind of gave us that balance of being like, we complain about our life, but like look what these people are doing. But they're happy. Like this, this is what this is regular to them. They don't even know what, they don't even know anything more than what they live. Yeah. So I think that like I get to experience other people's lives. That kind of helps us stay balanced too. Yeah, and when we when we're in our creative zone, we just like we love to just zone out. And oh, just... and also when people are around, Breezy would design her little ass off. She loves showing off. I noticed that about her. When people, when a lot, a lot of people are in the room, she starts going off with the drawing. Oh. She gets in this like, do I? Yes. I didn't even notice that. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, here. Coco. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. I just love being creative, and um, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. We just take anything in life and just make it into inspiration mm-hmm. and put it into a story. That's I can't even be on the train and listen to someone's story. I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. I, I get, we, we always get inspired. Yeah. I because I, cause our mind is just so set on, I feel like if I hear something, it was meant for me to hear it. I'm just going to take it into, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to implement that in my life, whether it's in a product or whether it's in a story that I'm going to have later on in life or just something. Yeah. We just take, we take, we consume, we're sponges. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that's the way that we learn. We just like take it all in and then you pick and choose what you actually want to execute. Mm. Exactly. I'm always, that's my thing. I'm not a biased person. So I'm always open minded to hear other people's opinions on things. And yeah. even like Breezy's my best friend, my twin sister. But if someone says that she's wrong, I'm not going to fight for Breezy. If I know she's wrong, I'm going to go on the other people's side. Yeah. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I've, they had always times, look at us like we're crazy. I've had times where I have even my own friends and I know that they're wrong. And they're like, you're going to choose that person's side? I'm like, I'm not a biased person. I'm just telling you my yeah. opinion. I can't be on like, one person's side. side just because you're my friend. Like, being open-minded. I need to be open-minded and be, yeah. like, and be I'm just open mutual. To, and honestly, no, at the end of the day, like, no one's right and no one's wrong. It's all Life is all it's based opinion. on experiences and opinion. Yeah. So. Totally. Wow. I love it. So where, what is the grand vision of Coriana and Brianna? The grand vision, um, our dream is to be legends mm. and we've always in life it's very true i'm speaking to existence we want to be legends and when i say that i don't want to be anyone's idol i don't want anyone to idolize me 
Um, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be called famous or be an idol. I just want to be an inspiration to people. And I want people to be able to look at us and say, I can do exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Plus more. Plus more. And um, I want to go through the challenges of what people think that is hard. Mm-hmm. I want to go through the things that is hard to other people. I want to go through the things that seems un- that seems unreal. And I want to show people that you can do it. Yeah. And so my, our whole ultimate goal it's to go through these very tough challenges, accomplish them, not be afraid of failure, and be able to share our experience so that it can inspire other people to just do it, mm-hmm. just go for it. We want to like travel the world and speak to thousands of people, and hopefully like inspire people and move people through our testimony and through our story. I love that. I Thank love you. that. So fast forward 10 years what does an ideal day look like for you guys in 10 years in 10 oh years. 10 years um, we're gonna have our huge office, office that's gonna be like 10 floors and <laughs> and i see our our eyewear brand not only being like eyewear but of course having like optical and then corian and brianna will have other companies just because i have so many different ideas and i can't wait for we'll that part employees <laughs> like a, a ton of employees We'll have... And I think that also to the way technology is going, I'm really pumped. I mean, I can't say right now exactly what ideas I have, but I'm really pumped to see, like, how we can use technology in the next 10 years to, like, enhance our business. Like, the way technology is going, like, who says that, like, stores, storefronts are going to be here popular. in 10 years? Or if they're going to be as popular? Like, who knows if there's going to be other I can't even say that of- we want a store because in the next 10 years, there might be another way of shopping. That, we do want a yeah, store, yeah. but I mean, let's we want see a store, but I feel like technology and like the way the market moves, it moves so quick. But we come up with a new shopping experience. I love so. it. So, <laughs> I love it. So, what do you guys got going on right now that you're most passionate about? Um, our spring 14 collection. It's beautiful. It's like ten times. They're all iconic pieces, Amazing. and I feel like they're all classic. And, and also, um, too, we spent a lot of time with um, developing developing the quality and the fits. So I think that this collection is like every collection our knowledge with eyewear improves. improves. So this collection is like the quality's great. All the fits are amazing and it's good. I'm really pumped I'm about really, it. I think this this collection is gonna take us to the next level. Cause right now our brand, um, we're still up and coming, but we're we're like in the top tier part of up and coming where we're like that little hurdle of okay, let me jump over and take it to the next level. I think this collection is going to take us to the next level, and it's going to be a hit. Awesome. I We're love gonna it. Make the best sunglasses. I love <laughs> it. So one last question. What does live inspiration mean to you? Um, for for me, I, I would say live inspiration. What does that mean to me? Well, I feel like it means live life being inspired, and I think that me keeping that quote in my head every day is what helps me wake up in the morning being inspired. Because if you don't live for inspiration, then you keep your mind stagnant, then, like, you can't really grow as a person. It's almost like being open-minded to, like, new adventures, being open-minded to be be around people that you usually aren't around. And I think that's what helps us live with inspiration because, like I said, we went to China and we're, like, in freaking, we're, like, in, like, the dungeon. And then from there, we went to Japan, living in, like, a nice area. And after that, we go back home to Brooklyn in the, hood. in the hood, and then now we're going to Dubai two weeks later. Like the most beautiful. So part I think of that's Dubai. what kind of helps us live life of inspiration because you have to be open minded, but you can't get like stuck in one way. Yeah. And also too, like 
not being um living like that too is like not being stuck in your ways but being mm-hmm. like like she said being open-minded if any if everyone's just open-minded and positive you will live life so much easier so much easier it's crazy and like don't let little situ- don't let anything control your whole like your life if one situation happens, it's not the end of, of the course, world. Of course, and the thing is, we're human, so of course, maybe for like a day or a couple hours, you might see. I I have I, I hate reaction. I really hate the quote "we're human," like I I kind of hate that quote. And I hear people. I said it earlier, but I really passionately hate that quote because I feel like a lot of people they blame that. Oh, I'm human. I can just get mad at everything. When really, you choose if you want to be bad or not. Yeah. Like you choose if you want to be positive. Look at the same situation positive, or look at it. As a negative thought, and so um, we're all emotional creatures, of course. But you can, you can, you can choose your happiness. Yeah. And if one situation happens that you don't plan on happening, you can't get mad at it. Just like move on. Like life is too short, and it's like it's a big life to to live. So I just love it. Awesome, I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. And uh, where can people follow you on on the internet? Well, our all of our social media is Coco and Breezy, which is C O C O A N D B R E E Z Y, and our website is CocoandBreezy.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Shop Talk Radio and joining me as we dive underneath the hood of the creative lifestyle. Again, I am your host, Nick Onkin, and if you enjoyed today's episode, then go over to iTunes and leave us a good review so that we can spread the word and inspire even more people in the world to live inspiration and share their inner creativity. Also, we'd love to see where you're listening to the podcast, so snap a photo on Instagram, hashtag liveinspiration, or tag me at Nick Onkin so that you can inspire other people to listen wherever they are at. But beyond this, check out NickOnkinShopTalk.com to read articles on creating the creative lifestyle anywhere from emotional intelligence to any other aspect of creative entrepreneurship. I'll be also posting up editorial content in the form of visual essays that I get to create with my photographic eye and my craft and my career. Uh, But most of all, get to join the underground creative community that we're creating. So thanks again for joining us. Now go share your creativity with the world. Uh